Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Jesse Duplantis. And I'm Kathy Duplantis, and we're here again for another beautiful, great boardroom chat. I'll tell you what, I sure had a good time talking about the fruits of the Spirit. I know it. I love that. Which is such a blessing of the Lord. A great study. What God does and what He is. I'll mm -hmm. tell you what, that's such a blessing. Mm -hmm. And it's, So thank you for tuning in today, and thank you for watching all our stuff. For you that don't know, maybe you only know we do boardroom chat. We do a lot more than that. We have a little five-minute segment called Faith the Facts instead of Fear the Facts. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, you can change the facts by faith in them. And uh, then Kathy does some boardroom chat, uh, not boardroom chats, uh, Bible studies Most of the and things. Bible study. You know, I've had almost a million views just on those Bible studies Praise that I started a few a years back. People love them. And then you got Glorious Living. Glorious Living, which sometimes you come on that sometimes. set. We have yeah, a lot of guests a once a week. That's your social media. And then we own ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox. Yeah, not counting the meetings we travel to. All the other traveling stuff going on. We are busy, busy <laughs> people. But you're also in the middle of all this, you kind of kind of got to stay up with the times. Of course. You know, course. And, and the things that are happening and things like that. So I'm going to ask you a question and I'm going to get into this. Are you afraid of anything? I can't think of a thing I'm afraid of. Well, that's good. <laughs> I want to talk about the word fear today. Okay. You know, and it's just such a blessing of the Lord. I asked one of my employees, George, if he had anything from God, he had nothing. <laughs> you know, I give him a hard time. He's, a, he's here in the studio. Jesse likes to give people He said, I, I need to prepare. Papa said, be instant, in season, out of season, George. <laughs> Praise God. I'm just joking. Fear is so amazing. I, I, I got up this morning and I turned on the news and some of the business was freaking out over some of these bank failures. And, oh, God, I mean, Wall Street freaking out and they're telling everybody what to do yeah, and things of that nature. Yeah, they're pumping out that fear message. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, if you, peep, and if you believe it, you got problems on your hand. But if you believe in faith, uh, everything will go up. Well, because you'll be able to hear from God. You know, something about fear blocks that re the receptors of faith being able to hear clearly. So right. you got to resist fear because God, no matter what you're going through, God will lead you in His perfect plan and His steps. And, and you could listen to Him if you resist fear. Well, Satan uses fear and, and God uses faith. But fear has a, a, a quality about it that I, that I don't like. It said it brings torment. It doesn't just make you feel bad. It brings torment. It right. torments you. Right. you know? It does. There's a vast difference between fear and anxiety. You can be concerned about something, but you should never operate in fear. You know, I mean, you don't let that anxiety develop into fear that you're afraid to walk outside. I, I still notice people walking around with masks on and everything. Right. Uh, I mean, you know, just they're just so afraid <clears throat> of things that they don't know what yeah, to do. The Bible uses the word, the fear of God, talks about fear in that way, and that's the only good angle of fear, and it really means a reverence and a respect. That's right. So you reverence and, and honor God's word, and so, you're, you know, we're fearfully and wonderfully made, it says. But... The, the whole angle with fear that the devil uses is a tormenting one. That's right. And that's, that's what we don't, we need to resist. And, 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 and when you understand that now faith is, see, faith is always in the now. Why? Because you need it now. You don't yeah. need it yesterday. And yeah. if you stay it in the now, it'll always be in the future when the future comes. Because uh -huh. the future turns into now. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go to First John chapter 4. And uh, John here writing. And, and it's just such a blessing of the Lord in his epistle. <clears throat> but I want to go down to verse, um, oh, let's go to verse, uh, well, let me go to verse 15 first. And I'm reading out the King James Bible, and I want you to see this. Whosoever, I like the word whosoever because it's three words yeah. combined into one word. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth. It didn't say visited. He mm -hmm. dwells in him and he in God, which means God has a habitation inside of you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Mm -hmm. and, and, and it's just such a blessing of the Lord. I want to jump down to verse 18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, 
because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. So you, that tells you something that you're afraid about things that you need to work on your love walk. Right. That's you know think about the first time you you that uh, that instance occurred was really in the Garden of Eden. That's right. When Adam and Eve disobeyed God and they hid from Him because they were fearful because they knew they had disobeyed Him, and that's when they that the. Um, Attack of the Satan had come well, in and it a new word was tormented put in, yeah, them. A new word was put in the dictionary, afraid. They was afraid. Yeah, they were afraid. Where that, are that, you? That, that word did not exist yeah. in, in that day and time, see? So perfect love cast it off fear. So what has, it has to happen is, and God is love. So you need to have more, uh, you need to draw closer to God. And you do that being committed to God, what God's doing. I mean, God built the church and he said the gates of hell should not prevail against it. And I know sometimes you got to miss. I mean, things happen in life. I understand that. But you should, you, you should have a habit of teaching your children, bringing your children and yourself to church and never put sports over it. Nothing Never else put anything above it. Uh, you know what I'm saying? In any way, shape, or... And not that I don't like sports. I mean, I like it. Don't misunderstand me. But what I'm saying is, you know, uh, when the devil come, he don't care. What would you do if the devil came and he just started beating you up and you're going, oh, God, help me. He said, how can I? You're not at the church. You hadn't come in a good while. You know, when he, and I really believe this. When they took the prayer out of schools, look what happened. Things begin to go down. When you reject God, you know, God's a gentleman in a sense. He said, oh, you don't want me? He'll, he'll back off. And then all the junk begins to happen. You know, it's so good. It's so true because really you need the, the answer is cultivate your love walk. Like you and I, if we're not even together much or you're traveling a lot, if we don't get together, we're together a lot. A lot. But that cultivates our love relationship rather than the opposite of that. When we're apart, you think fear starts to get in. What's he doing? Mm -hmm. You know, you start right. worrying about things like that. But, right. Uh, but f the cultivating the love walk just means spending time with God, staying in His presen and presence, and putting Him first in every area of your life. That includes worshiping Him, serving Him, like you were saying, going to church, because that shows that you put Him first. And that helps you to get to a level where you're really developing that love walk. Why? Because you find out more about Him, you learn about Him. And I know the more I learn about you, the more I love you. Right, I know right. here it is almost 53 right. years. I mean, we're in our 52nd. What are you learning about me Well, you know, at I my age know. now? It's, it's, I thought you knew everything about me. It's almost supernatural, I guess. <laughs> but I mean, sometimes when you're, just walk, you're walking by and, you, and I see you, and I know your shape is not like it was when I first met oh, you. Oh, God, did you give a me a shot? Protrusion I well, got a little pot belly, is what you say? I do too. But anyway. Yes, uh, yeah, but stand up there, Kathy. No, no, no. We're <laughs> we'll not. See your pot belly. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I'm just, just the, 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 the awareness of that, you know, that I do love you and that, that comes into my heart. But I'm paralleling that to how the more time you spend in God's presence, just getting into His Word, you give opportunities for your love to develop. And that's the only way to combat fear. When you've spent time in God's presence and an attack comes, you, you're confident in your hope in God and in His Word that you can resist that. The Bible says, resist the devil. No, first it says, submit yourself therefore to God and resist, and resist the devil and he will flee from you. So once you know the word of God, you're really submitting to him and his plan. And then you're able to resist the devil and he's fleeing. In fact, that's what you often have preached. It was so funny. You've preached so many powerful messages over the years. It's 47 years you've been preaching mm -hmm. the gospel. Yep. But I remember the one where you often have said, the only, vision, the only image you should ever see of the devil is his backside when he's running from yeah, you. Yeah, in seven ways. <laughs> I said, resist the devil. Don't assist him. Don't assist But I him. like the word submit. And a lot of people don't like that word submit. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. See, what happens is when you begin to go to church and stay in church and become a part of what God is doing, because that's his plan, you begin to build barricades. 
and, and obstacles for Satan to get to you. Now, if you know, if you if you if you're missing and not going and not being what I call uh, uh, disciplined in your church life, in your God life, what happens is uh, if you're not, the barricades fall down. And he gets closer to you. Right. But as you put all these different blockers, what do you call them? You know. Right. And after a while, man, he all he's hitting is the blockers, man. Right. He can't get to you. That's why the Lord said, and I'm gonna read verse 18 again. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear. I want to read that in the Amplified. Okay. You because get fear hath torment. Mm -hmm. He that feareth or respects is is not made, or he that is scared, feared, is not made perfect in love. Read that in the Amplified. The Amplified. I'm gonna read verse 18 and 19. It okay. says, uh, there there is no fear in love. Dread does not exist. But perfect, complete, full-grown love drives out fear because fear involves the expectation of divine punishment. So the one who is afraid of God's judgment is not perfected in love, has not grown into a sufficient understanding of God's love. We love because he first loved us. That's verse 19. The last well, you part. notice that you have to drive out fear. It doesn't go by itself. Right. You got to push it out, see? You know, you just push. And come, let me just say this: so many people are feeling-minded, and you know, and I understand that we uh, that we we live in the natural as far as our bodies are concerned. But you know, we really you should live out of your spirit through a renewed soul, which is a mind, will, and emotion, and a crucified body. There's a lot of times I don't feel like going to, to go out and preach. Sometimes I don't feel like it, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, you know, what I'm saying, but I don't. I'm not moved by what I feel. I moved by what I believe. Now, the Kathy was talking about, I'm not the man I was when she because I had such a beautiful body when she met me. It's still beautiful, darling. <laughs> Thank you, Kathy. I appreciate it. I mean, I'm serious. I know I sound like I'm bragging, but but I got pictures to oh, prove my it. Oh, Wait, wait. It, 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 my body went south. I, I'm not talking about South Louisiana. I'm talking about the Antarctica. <laughs> it went all the way Yeah, down. I remember. I mean, you, I mean, I, I loved you, but not as much as you love yourself. Like I said, when we first well, she, met, she when we me today, first met, we fell in love with the same person, Jesse Duplin. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he would—he couldn't walk past a car bumper or a reflection in a glass window without, you know, looking at himself and making a pose because he was constantly working out and developing. That was a goal you had to develop your body and muscles. Oh, yeah. A lot of people do that. They go to the gym, they work out, and they have a goal, and that's a good thing. And spiritually speaking, it's the same way. We should have a goal in our life to and get when closer I to drive God. Drive over your house so I can get there as fast as I could. Oh, pump I know. Up. The pump, the blood's not going. Look at this guy. You wanted you know. me to see how hard you were working. You were, had a goal, and you wanted someone to appreciate it. Yeah. You know, and and I, I think this is it's it's a great parallel to what we're talking about today. Yeah. When we spend time with God, there should be some results that people can see. You can't just always be working out and no results. I mean, right. if you're you spending time something. in God's Word, you're going to change. Your body your body was changing because you were paying attention to that yeah. certain muscle. You had trainers that would come in and help you. Yeah. You, would, well, you, know, you even... would eat a certain way. I mean, we would go on a date and he would bring raw eggs in the, and they were like in the glove compartment. You'd pop it in. I don't know. I can't I'd remember what you put it, put it in. And put it in a uh, milkshake or yeah, something like that. Yeah, I mean, I would get like an ice cream or something. He'd get a milkshake <laughs> so he could put that raw egg and, oh, yeah. and double up on the protein. So there were things that he did in the natural to develop that physique that he was working well, on. Let me and, tell you what some doctors have said when they put their hands on, which I don't like. But I mean, they say, you know, he's 73 years old. You still got a good body, even yeah. though I got a little pot belly. I know you love to repeat that. <laughs> sure, I love to repeat that. <laughs> That's okay. That's, you're still doing good. But the, the, it was so funny. You know, he loved that so much. He had this, he was working out and he got to a point where he was pleased with it. I guess they took a picture of him and he was out by a swimming pool and he's in a bathing suit, one of those Speedo things. <laughs> don't get don't get a visual. It's, it's not. But anyway, uh, he had that picture and for years, it was just a little tiny picture. 
And I kept, I didn't have all our photos organized. We were traveling so much. It was just like in a box. People would come over to the house and he'd start telling them how, and at that point you had put on a little weight. You yeah. were like the-, the I have uh, lost and gained the same 20 <laughs> pounds at least a hundred times. And at then your favorite subject came up, which was you and I'm kidding. <laughs> she <laughs> and, on me today. <laughs> I don't know why I'm teasing Hey George, you. come over here and lay hands on a woman. Cast that devil out, that critical it's spirit. Funny. No, it's, it's funny because I just get a chance to get back at you. Yeah, that's true. You I, I got to agree with that. that to I got to agree with that. But anyway, I remember that time where they came, someone came to the house and you'd say, well, not one time, several times, Kathy, where's that picture? Find that picture. Let me show you. See, I used to work out. And they go, wow, yeah, you did look good at one point. <laughs> anyway, uh, years later, uh, after that, jo Jody and I had a little idea that we would uh, enlarge that picture of you as a gag. So we put it like into one of these big, what, 17 by 24? I mean, it's a big old <laughs> yeah. picture. I mean, it swoop, blew it up. And, and we gave it to you, framed it, you know, and gave it to you. And I didn't think you'd want to hang it anywhere, but you said, hang that baby. <laughs> and then <laughs> we have it in a prominent room. place in the workout place, workout area of our home. And when people come to the house, he always points out this picture. And this is how he described it. He says, this is a chiseled piece of man candy. <laughs> It always gets a good laugh, but uh, some people linger on that picture too much, so I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I never forget I had a pastor's wife put on me when she kept looking. She goes, my God. just thinking. I said, yeah. <laughs> and her husband said, you got to get away from that. I said, I, I'm not lying. Well, I used to look pretty good when I was young, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But you worked at it, and you I developed it, it and that's how it is with our spirits. We have to work at these things because it doesn't come naturally. Your flesh wants to lay down and eat donuts all day long and uh, just yeah. or just watch uh uh, endless uh, things on TV, binge on movies and stuff. And some of those entertaining things are nice, but you can't focus on that. You have to determine what you're going to spend your time on. We're mm -hmm. just talking with someone about some series they had been watching. And, and I've done that in the past. I watched some series. After a while, they get you get hooked on them. It's all you want to do. And you spend too much time on that. So I've said, I'm not watching those again. Right. They take me away from what I really want to do and what really brings benefit to my life. I'm, I'm talking so fast. I only I have know, two cups of coffee. I want you well, to know that. So Only two cups today. When she thinks about my body, she gets excited. She uh, talks fast. But I love this whole subject, though. But I realize this is the only way to come back. Yes, that's fear. right. You're right. I know, and fear tries to get into all of us. And But God, like the scripture said, there's no fear in love. Perfect love. See, perfect. God is, per is perfection. you got to understand. And, and you know, we grow to that fullness of the stature of Christ. So when you understand what this is, that, uh, you know, people say, well, why don't Jesse ever get discouraged and despondent? <clears throat> Uh, be, uh, because I, I don't, let me tell you what people say, because of his faith, it, well, that's true in one sense, because I don't have fear. Right. So I'm not tormented. See? Well, you built up those faith muscles, and yeah. that's, a, that's and, a muscle, And that's the key to do that, speaking. you know, right. in every area. Not that I'm better than anybody, because I'm not, really. And, uh, you know, and when you understand is that God's word is so true. So, I mean, we live, we live this on a daily basis, not just a Sunday basis. You know, in fact, I'll be honest with me and Kathy, sometimes we go, we're just amazed at how many people will cut God out in a second. Oh, you know, if anything comes up, I mean, he, he's the first one to go. Uh, like, like, we love to give. We enjoy giving. And, uh, um, and uh, you know, I mean, the minute somebody thinks that they might have a little hard something financial or maybe something went up, the first thing they're going to cut at the, uh, is, God, is God's house or God's giving. And I'm not saying that because I'm a preacher. And we put God first. Remember how many times when we had that first house? Uh, uh, when I bought the first, I got out of the music bed and gave all our money away. Did it twice, actually. But what would happen was Kathy put her, all the, uh, pay her bills. And, uh, she would put the, uh, the, the letters and the stuff on, I uh, had a little piano. 
you'd put it there and then bring it to the mailbox, something like that. Yeah, that was long before internet, and I paid my bills with a stamp. You know, we we yeah, pay all my bills at the kitchen at the right. table. We had one table in the house next to the, next to the kitchen. I would write my uh, bills out there, pay, do all the banking, mm -hmm. and right. put the stamps on and wait because the postman would come to the house. Right. But I want to leave it out in the uh, mailbox, right. so I left it right there by the furniture piece see him come that was right it. by the door, which was the piano. We had bought an upright piano. Yeah. And, and I'll never forget. So my, it would be yeah. they would be stacked right there, there by and the, the door. one on the top would be the the tithe. And because when we went left through that door, which is the door we went through to uh, go to the car, we I would grab that and make sure I brought it to church to bring mm -hmm. our tithe. Right. And I remember my brother or one of my brothers, he said, Man, Jesse, what are you giving that money to the church for? Yeah. He said, Man, my God, you need that money. And this is a house that was nine hundred, I think a nine hundred sixty square feet or nine hundred and ten square feet. So it was just real small. And I, and I would tell him, I said, no, no, you got to understand, this is my future. And the reason why I called it my future, because I was being perfected <laughs> in love. I just wanted to bless God. I wasn't trying to pay God. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Right. And, 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 you know, and people say, well, why do you tell you don't have to do that? Oh, you don't have to do nothing. Right. You, you don't even have to get saved if you don't want to. You can go to hell if you want to. And people say, I don't believe that. That don't change. It's still the truth. But let me tell you why I do that, because it produced what Malachi 3.10 and 3.11 said, it does. Mm -hmm. it, he says, I, I, will I love Malachi 3.11. I rebuke the devourer for your sake. I was, my, my future was in my seed. Right. And the tithe was, <clears throat> I said, how else do you honor God? How else do you make God first? You see what I'm trying to say? And things of that nature. So I, I just made up my mind that God's word was true. And, uh, and, and I like to tithe. I enjoy giving to God. And let me tell you why. And I've said this so many times, and I want you to listen to it, because this is a revelation statement. Everybody laughs at it. It sounds funny, but it's a revelation statement. First thing first, God doesn't need your money. He's El Shaddai. But, you know, if people <coughs> think, oh, the church is all about money, well, let me ask, it's 10% <coughs> of your income, right? Okay, why hasn't God changed the rate? Now, if it was about money, he would change the rate. The federal government changes the rate. The, uh, the credit cards change rates. Your mortgage finance company changes rates. And they usually go up. See what I'm saying? Those kind of things. So they can make, quote, quote, more money. God has never changed the rate of 10%. All those thousands of years. You know why? <clears throat> because tithing is not about money. It's about obedience. Just wanting to love the Lord. That's right. Now, the reason why some people don't do it is fear. They're afraid they're not going to have enough at the end of the month. You know what it's I'm really saying? It's really true. And they, they're afraid. Well, I, you know, I, watch this. I can't afford, you know, a ta, -ta. Well, all you're ever going to get in life is a Ford. <laughs> you'll, never, <laughs> you'll never get a Lincoln. <laughs> you'll never get a Mercedes. And a Ford's good, but it, yeah. it ain't like a Lincoln. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know? It just came up in my mind. I thought that was funny. You got lots you know? of good stuff. But you see, there. if it was about money, then God would have changed the rate. Right. It's about obedience. In fact, that's yes. what, back to the Garden of Eden. Amen. It was about obedience. Don't touch that tree. That tree belongs to me. It's the devoted thing. Another translation would we'll call it the accursed thing. If you touch that, thing that really is devoted to God, it brings the curse in your life. So the tithe belongs to the Lord. Sure. It's his. It's not yours to pay. You give it yeah. to him because you, you do honor it out of him your heart. out of obedience. But you even that, to me, even tithing is a faith concept. You can't pay tithe or give your tithe and then um, not not believe that God's going to return back That's what he right. said, of uh, windows of heaven, open up a blessing so great you can't contain. You have to put faith with that. That's right. And it, it parallel, parallels with that verse in Isaiah, which you often quote, that you have to be willing 
and obedient yeah. uh, so that you can eat the good of the land. So you willingly give your tithe right. to God and, uh, and you're obediently giving tithe to God and that's the formula for living a blessed life. And the reason why people don't do it, they figure they can't <clears throat> afford that. They can't do those things. So that's fear. Now let me show you something, how you get some. Go with me to Isaiah chapter 50 real quick. Then we'll go back to 1 John chapter 4. Isaiah chapter 50. Hey, watch this. This is a wonderful, I mean, when I say some wonderful verses. Oh, yeah. Uh, I Isaiah chapter 50 here in verse 4. I'm reading out the King James. The Bible says, the Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned. I'm, I'm, I'm teaching you some learned things here. That how, that I should know how to speak. What verse? Of, you, you got Isaiah chapter me. 50 verse 4. The Lord God hath given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. He waketh morning by morning. He waketh my ear to hear as the learned. In other words, faith is, comes by hearing. But look at this, verse 7. For the, I love verse 7. For the Lord God will help me. Therefore shall I not be confounded. Therefore have I set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be ashamed. That's why I won't have fear mm -hmm. in my life. Because, you see, I know, I, I like verse 7, <clears throat> the Lord God will help me and has helped me. Therefore shall I not be confounded. I won't be struggling. I have set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be ashamed. See, I just made up my mind. I know that, uh, like when the inflation hit, it's been going on. People say, well, but Jesse, you don't seem to be worried. Well, just get inflated. In other words, my God, I'm going to make more money. How? That's not my job to know how. It's my job to believe it, and it's, job, God, it's God's job to produce it. Well, I don't know if you'll do that. That's fear. See, that's fear coming in. Right. It comes in in small little pieces, <clears throat> then it just takes you over. You see what I'm saying? That's why I said perfect love, cast it off. And when you got God and you have learned the tongue of the learned, you get to a point of, I mean, all of a sudden, man, the devil says, I can't get close to this guy. I can't get close to this woman. I can't get close to that ministry because there's so many, God has put so many barricades and barriers between me and he keeps hitting the barriers. Right. That's why God called it a shield of faith. What is a shield? A barrier. Uh -huh. That's exactly what that is, you see. And, uh, and we use that in everything, you know. When I get on an aircraft, you know, people say, boy, but just you fly a lot. So you are, what's this? And I rebuke this in the name of Jesus. I'm just saying it to you. Your odds of getting killed in a plane is a lot higher than mine because you fly so much. I rebuke you in Jesus' name. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Always believing for the word. See, that's a fear thing. Mm -hmm. Remember that time we was on a plane, <clears throat> we was on a commercial flight, and it, uh, it was going to stop in Washington. And I don't know if we were going to New York or something. And that was that man sitting in the window seat. And when that plane, he was just so afraid. Washington, D.C., yeah. Yeah, he, Washington, yeah, Washington, D.C. And he was a professor, a very highly schooled intellectual. And boy, I mean, when, and, and he was full of fear. And I looked at him, and I, you know what I said to him? I said, sir, you don't have to worry. He said, I'm, just, he said, I'm afraid to fly. I, it, this was not an example. This was full-blown fear. Oh, I remember the moment. Remember that man? Because yeah. I, had, I remember I sat down. We, I was mm -hmm. in the middle. He was, was he on the aisle by the window? The window. He was I, I the was window, in the middle. Because you always, you were in the middle. I, no, yeah, you were in the middle. I was in the middle because I, I remember I sat that's down, right. and opened and put put my Bible on my lap and opened my Bible, and that's what he says. Oh, I'm glad I'm sitting by somebody that's reading the Word. I, yeah. I think this was a Jewish man. And a Jewish the way man. I remember yeah. it. Well, the Word of God. But it opened up a door to, that, to see that he had someone near him that could maybe he could get comfort from, and so we began to talk. But he was tormented well, he, by that man fear was tormented. of flying. Yeah, I mean, he was handling it. Right. And I looked at him, I said, sir, I would never lie to you. I said, this plane will not go down. You, you know why? Now, you're going to think this is arrogance. No, 
this is the tongue of the learned. Exactly. I'm not confounded. Exactly. I know God will help. I said, because I'm on this plane, we all shall live and not die. Right, right. And he went, I saw calmness come upon him. Right. And I said, I'm he said, man, you need to come. You, remember he invited oh, us? Oh, we got to have Oh, I mean, it was amazing. It's a great relationship. And it was, it, what happened was our faith, even though it was so strong, his fear, us just sitting. conquered that fear, it, it that put, moment. It put a barricade between him and that terrible it was torment. A shield, right. The shield of faith will do that. that. You see what I'm saying? All we did was just take our shield of faith and put it, just get behind yeah, the shield. Yeah, come on. We have just, ours together. Yeah, just get behind was it. able to cover him. And give him a little cover, mm -hmm. see? And it ministered to him. And I'll never it forget that. I mean, it brought comfort. That's what I'm saying. Uh, uh, you wanted to read that in, in I another? I was just seeing if it's any adds anything to it. I was looking at uh -huh. the Amplified Bible. It says, the servant of the Lord, verse 4, uh, set of God says, the Lord has given me the tongue of a disciple Ooh. and of one who is taught that oh, I should God. know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. Yeah. It's the same thing. He wakens me <clears throat> morning by morning. He wakens my ear to hear as a disciple, as one who is taught. Right. Read I verse 7. That. What does it say in verse, verse 7? Verse 7, this is the Amplified. It's, again, it says... This is Isaiah 50, verse 7. 50, Go verse ahead, 7. Mark. For the Lord God helps me. Therefore, I have not been ashamed or confounded. Therefore, I have set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be put to shame. I know a lot of this section is referring to Jesus. He fulfilled some of these, but it also applies to the church. And well, the us. Bible says in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1, Be ye therefore imitators of God as dear children. But he so, set his face like flint toward well, then going you must towards set your Calvary. Face like flint. And he led by example. And That's right. And when we follow his example, no matter what we encounter, even though know the road ahead is difficult, you have to walk out that road many times. Amen. You know, You walk, though, knowing that God will give you every bit of strength that you need. I was reading the other day because I've been studying and teaching in the Gospel of John and, and talking about when Jesus was in the garden, he was praying and sweats of blood that says drop yeah. from him because he was so intense praying because he was interceding and God, uh, you know, he, he was really, he was, he knew what would happen and he knew his, what was about to happen could have killed him. He was going to be scourged. He was going to be beaten. And many people die when, at that moment. But he had a, an assignment to go to the cross. Some people who are scourged or die Died before right they can go to the crucifixion. He had to go to that point. So he needed to be strengthened to endure to finish his race. And that was so significant. But the word tells us that God sent an angel and strengthen him mm -hmm. to endure what was about to happen. Because you see, God has an ultimate plan for our life and we can't allow the enemy to come and pull us off course. Sometimes the steps we're taking are difficult steps, but we can, be, we can trust in God and have faith knowing and be fearless, run towards our giant like, Jan, well, like, uh, like uh, David did yeah. and, and win. But it's a battle. It's a fight. And, but God gives us every bit of strength and courage we need. What did David say when he ran toward that giant? That all the whole world may know yeah. that there is a God in heaven. He enforced, and he I, understood the covenant. I like what he said to everybody else. Is there not a cause? Is there not See, a cause? See, let me tell you something about faith. Faith will defeat difficulty because it doesn't expect, uh, uh, it doesn't expect that it won't work. When you're dealing with faith, it's not even now, an option. Fear will failure say, is never an option. That's a theme we had one year. Failure is not, not an option. option. And when you understand that fear will torment you <clears throat> and it, it will tell you you'll fail, 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 fail. And you may never fail, but it'll constantly be putting. It's kind of like sometimes meteorologists, uh, you know, they keep talking about it. It could be severe, even though it's at the low, but it could be. 
Well, we're trying to warn you. It could be. See, they're trying to get you to believe in something you don't want. True. And I refuse to do that. I preached a sermon on that, which I really enjoyed. Yeah, see, it's a great message. So faith, I'm telling you, will knock out difficulty. It will bring peace. Enter into the rest of God, see? Yeah. You know, you enter into his rest, you know, and when you understand that, you enter that. into it. It doesn't enter into you. You have to enter into well, it. Well, yeah, I know, you know the word tells us, it says, Jesus, God said, be told Joshua, be, be strong. strong and of good courage. And when he told him that, that was a command word. And when he received it, strength came supernaturally into him. This B word to me when that happens is the same way when God looked at darkness and nothing. And he said, light be. It was a command yeah. word and light had to come. That was before the sun and the, the moon and all that was even created. And, light came and, into and the look world. In the next verse of John, he said, be very courageous. Very courageous. See, because I'm going to tell you something, faith working. And you don't want to have any room in your spirit, your soul, or your body for fear because God, perfect love, casted it out. In yeah. other words, you should be totally, completely saturated, spirit, soul, and body it. in the love of God because God is love. Yeah, your saturation level. Mm -hmm. You know, there's times, I don't know, I have these sponges in my, in my kitchen and when they, they stay in this little drawer right by my sink and, and they, they get dried out and all that, and there's a, there, you can't really use them to clean the counter like that. You have right. to put some put them in, into the faucet and let water come in there. And some cause sometimes there's a little soap residue already, and I just use it to wipe. Mm -hmm. But that saturation level has to get to a mm -hmm. certain point where they can be effective. And it's so important to realize that when you spend time in God's presence, yeah. He fills you with such strength and power Amen. that it doesn't matter Amen. what lie the devil spew in that day. His propaganda has no effect on you. And you know what's his worst propaganda? Christian propaganda. Well, he'll use any voice that'll use. He'll say, Well, him. I tried that and didn't work. That's Christian propaganda. You see, no, you're not moved by propaganda. That's set up to make you think the way someone else is thinking. Yeah, well, they'll say just, of thinking the just way God get in said the ditch with me. <laughs> yeah, just get in the ditch Don't with me. Don't walk out you know? on that water. Get in the you ditch. Know, blind lead the blind, they fall in the ditch, you mm -hmm. see. And when you understand, I and mean, people say, Well, why don't you struggle? <clears> I'm not confounded. Watch that statement in Isaiah 5, because the Lord will help me. Not only has the Lord will help me, he has helped me. That's right. the difference. My, his has help is now past tense. So I walk by faith and not so we walk <clears throat> by that song, you know. I know we revived that. Yeah. We're starting to sing it in the church. It's an yeah. old, song, old song, but I walk by faith. I put my trust in you. And this past Sunday at the church, the Lord led me to get us to go actually acting it out and walking. It was right. fun. It's a, it was just something a that blessing. we used to do that I always got joy from. And so, you know, you get free in God's presence, then Fear doesn't have a hold on you. So it tries to latch it. its tentacles into you, but it just can't. It falls away because yeah. that shield of faith will defeat all the fiery darts Can of the I, devil. I'm going to say this. If you have any torment in your life, then there's fear in your life somewhere, somehow, torment. You know, and it, it, it just, it, you know that's what deep depression <clears throat> is. Right. Torment. Right. You know. B believing for something that may never happen yeah. to a point that it destroys you. And it shouldn't. When if you want to believe in something that will happen, is Hebrews 11 verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now like verse 2, for by it, or for by faith, the elders obtained a good report. So you want to obtain a good report spiritually, physically, and financially. You want to know that you're not going to lose. That if the devil would steal anything, he happened mm -hmm. to get that. You catch the thief, he returns it sevenfold. You see, you say what you want. You don't say what you have. You see what I'm saying? And yeah, but I, oh, I, I, this is something here. 
Why did God let that happen? He didn't let it happen. We let that happen. You got to understand, I've said this before so many, many times. God is not controlled here. He's not in control. We are in control. <clears throat> you go to heaven, there is no rape. There is no crime. There is no murder. <clears throat> there is no run on banks. There is no, no, there's no fear. I mean, you know why? Perfect love is ruling and reigning. He's right, in control. Right. We're in control today. Do you understand? If any, it, it, mankind has the ability to destroy this planet a species that God created. Mm -hmm. The gorilla doesn't, and he's way stronger than a man. Who? Physically, right. Physically stronger. I mean, none of them, none of the animals have the ability to destroy this planet. You know, right. so you think about the weakest species that God <laughs> is us, and we have the ability to do it because we were made in the image of God, and he gave us dominion over all the works of his hand. So what I do to help you is that when fear tried to come, I said, no, fear had torment. I don't want to be tormented. I want to be blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed going in, blessed going in. Even when everything's going wrong, because sometimes you walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Notice that, shadow. It's not death. It's a shadow. But you just keep walking till you walk out of it. You just keep going. Mm. And, and watch this. If you'll believe God's word and understand the tongue of the learned, like Isaiah 50, like God to, told Joshua, every place that you put your foot, I'll give it. Yeah. Not some places. Every once in a while, not at the gospel casino shooting dice, hope you come up with the number seven. No, I'm talking about <clears throat> if you're willing to walk this baby out. I'm telling you, you will get out and there will be so many barricades between you and Satan and his cohorts hmm. that <laughs> you'll hear this. And they say, oh, he's sitting in a barricade. They're going about your business. We need to be concerned about that. Yeah. You wanted to say something? You, you well, when you, read, when you read, the, when you quoted Psalm 23, I went to it. It go was to, so go, good. Go to it. In the Amplified, it says, Psalms 23, verse 4, even though I walk through the sunless valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod to protect and your staff to guide, they comfort and console me. I love that. In verse 4, uh, it says it better in the King James, actually. It says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. I will fear no evil. None. And see, because fear is torment. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm trying to say? So God's word is so true today. And you know, I tell my partners this, and I want to talk about partnership. I've had some <clears> people say, <throat> I want to be a partner, but Jesse, I could tell they really did, but I just don't have, they're afraid they can't mm. because you won't. You won't see. You think that your gift might be too small, or but you it, may not be able to continue it. Maybe you have it this month, maybe not next. Yeah, month. but see, that's fear. Yeah. See, you see, you see, and when you understand that, <clears> what <throat> is these big oak trees that we have in New Orleans, Louisiana, and South Louisiana? They they started. I mean, they're huge, about the size of an acorns, <clears> about <throat> that big. And you look at this massive tree. That's what's in that seed. It's not how big it is. And there are people that sow big seeds. And that's, and that's good, don't misunderstand, and small seed. But everything is seed in God's eyes. Yeah, we got a test, a chat uh, mm -hmm. testimony or comment from uh -huh. someone named Grace in Nigeria. Nigeria? Similar things you were just talking about, so I thought I'd read this one. We get a lot of great comments, but we'll grab a few just to kind of chat about them. Mm -hmm. This one says, thank you, Mr. and Mrs. Duplantis, for another glorious boardroom chat. Your messages are a blessing to my life, and they build up my faith. I'm really looking forward to becoming a partner when I finish school, or even now. 
by the grace of God, love from Nigeria. So I believe people desire by that. By the grace of and God. And they have to learn the principles that sure. God, if God is leading you to do something, it's important to be obedient to that. And he's not going to lead you to do something that he won't be able you. to help you to fulfill or will hurt you. It's going to help you. So if you want to be a partner, and I hope you do, because everything you send goes in the world evangelism. We've been debt free since 1982. We don't touch your seed. We're not lazy with your seed. That's God's seed. We just put it to work. If you'd like to, you can go to our website and give if you'd like to, jdm.org, you know, and, and just hit the donate button, you, or, you know, select a donor and do, do that. You can use PayPal if you want to do that. You can text to give a one-time gift or a mm -hmm. recurring one if you'd like to do that. Or you can do it the old-fashioned way and just mail in a donation to the ministry. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm telling you, we have so many projects and so many things God wants us to do. And we're not afraid that we're not going to accomplish that. Oh, no, no. Because I've learned something, but I mean, when God says, when God says, God says, God is. I mean, that's just the way it is. Now, who don't want it yesterday? We like it quicker and things of that nature. <clears throat> I'll give you a prime example of that. When, when the nation of Israel left out of Egypt, they could have been in the promised land in 11 days. Right. But he turned them toward the wilderness. Why? Because they were wilderness minded. They didn't know how to handle the promised land. See, some of you, the reason why you haven't been prosperous, because you don't believe in prosperity. So you turned into the wilderness. Oh, Lord, don't shout me down when I'm preaching good, but that's true. really true. true. You see, and you're going to learn that even in the wilderness, Nobody God likes will, to hear that. Yeah, God will drop manna. Called angel food. He will feed the birds. He'd, I mean, he'll take care of you. He'll open up rocks and gush water out of it in the wilderness. Yeah. But why go in the wilderness when you can be in the promised land by just simply believing his word and not operating fear, but operating faith and become what God wants you to do? And yeah. I believe God's telling many people right now to become a partner. You have, this ministry has blessed you in heaven. And I'm glad, and you're not paying for it, please. No. You know what I'm saying? But I'm telling you, man, I am living in the promised land. L listen to me, man. The anointing of increase is on me. I am living in the promised land. Ooh, look, the rocks are gushing water. You understand? And I, our goal is and, to get and, as many people to that same yes. promised land as possible. It's a plan of yes. blessing. And yes. that's the, the plan of God. Jesus came. He says, I came in John chapter 10. I came that you might have life and that more abundantly. To what the is, full. To the full till it overflows, the Amplified said. So what does that abundant life mean to you? <laughs> What, what, how, what does that mean? Well, think about it means all your bills are paid. Everything. You're able to help others. You're, you, you don't, you're not living out in the street. Abundant life doesn't mean, you know, I'm just. I, I got to remember, you did something. We saw all your bills are paid. Kathy charged some things. We, we, we were doing, she charged some stuff. And, I, you know, I don't care. She calls it a us phone. It's an iPhone. Because, you know, I, I use her phone. Uh, well, I just use hers all the time. Why is that? She charged something on American Express. I believe she wanted to get something. Because it's not a, it's not a credit card. It's a charge card. Say, now watch this. And it just so happened, I picked up the phone the next day or whatever, and American Express is a very good company, and they sent, um, I don't know how you say it, uh, uh, that you, uh, you charge this to make sure it's the right person, blah, blah, this. And, you, and watch this. So your, your balance is you owe this payment zero. In other words, it's not time to pay. Yeah, they just reminded me of how yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. Now, why is that? So I, I, I came up to her and I said, hey, Kathy. She said, you don't have to pay that now. I said, pay it now. It doesn't make any difference. We don't have to wait for them to say it's time. That's what I mean by the overflow to the full that it overflows. See, it's more than that. Do you, see, you understand what I'm saying? When you have it before you need it. 
That's about the best way to say that. See, so you got to understand, you got to see the big picture here. And when you understand well, that. That's the land of promise. That's the blessing oh. place. Oh, it the, is. And the first part of John 10, verse 10, reveals why, who takes it away. It says, the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Amen. Yeah. And these are the words of Jesus. It's in red if you have a red lettered edition. He says, but I came that you might have life and have it to the full, to abundance, till it overflows. I think it's I'm going to go back to this so you can understand that. Me and Kathy are living in the promised land. It is a blessing of God to live in the promised land. Like we went with some people the other day, walked into a store, and the Lord touched me and touched Kathy. We didn't need a thing in that store. And, but they never had nothing like that. And we turned around and said, get what you want. Pick what you want. They went, what? Pick what you want. And we did and oh, excuse me, they did. Uh, they would just shout and pray. God, you should have seen it was. And even the uh, what do you call it? The, the lady that was helping there, the sales lady. She could. Are you going to do this? I said yes. Now watch this. A few days later, that's when I saw that account, <laughs> and it says payment zero, even though we owed it. Payment zero. But we were so far ahead of payment zero. I said, well, Kathy, just pay it. It doesn't make any difference. And you know what that does? That makes them companies say, now, that, they, they, had, they don't turn us down. I can buy something super expensive. I mean, with that, and man, they approve it immediately because they've seen our track record of how we didn't have to make them wait, even though they didn't need it now. Their accounting says payment zero. We just want to be a blessing. Well, see, it's the same way with you. You've been thinking about Pardon, pardon, and, and, and you should. Because you think, well, he don't need nothing. It ain't about need. It's like the tithe. It's not about money. It's about reaching people, changing lives one soul at a time. So we don't have fear. We just step out. Ladies and gentlemen, what I'm about ready to do, and I'm just going to tell you, okay? What I'm about ready to do is going to cost about 400, close to $500,000 and not charge a person to do it. I am, I'm about to hit several countries. I mean, I'm going to be flying like preaching the gospel. And when I go, I don't charge them. I don't give them expenses. And the other day I went to a television program and they said, they said, we will pay you expenses. And, and, and I, I, I didn't give them all the expenses. I didn't want to give them anything. No, no, please give us this. And, uh, and so, but I could have said, oh yeah. And most people will say, no, you got to do this because you wanted me as a guest and things of that nature. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I'm not bragging on myself, but you see, I just sowed it as a seed. I learned something about my taxes. I used to hate to pay taxes. You know what I do now? When I have to pay taxes, and I, I like to pay taxes. Why? Because it helps the government, well, but I don't like to, them. I hadn't got to that point. Yeah, she ain't got to that point. But I don't like them, <laughs> you know, not using it right. But I say, I'm going to make it a seed. Make it a seed today. What are you believing for? It takes a seed to get a miracle. You can eat your seed, but you can't eat your harvest. You can't eat all your harvest. You're going to get full before you eat all the harvest. But you can eat your seed and still be hungry. I'm, just, I'm feeling so strong, see? And the reason, and I didn't even know I'm getting on this. The Lord said because they, that's fear. Might not be able to continue it. May not be able to do it. Well, bless God, I rebuke that spirit of fear today. And I speak faith in your life because faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. Now, if you don't feel the love of the Lord to, to give, then don't. That's I mean, different. That's, that's different. That's totally different. So there's no pressure whatsoever at all. There's some people ask me sometimes, 
to partner with them, but the Lord didn't tell me to do that. Yeah, we get, so I we get we, requests for that, and we don't, if we don't feel led to, we don't, and that's, no. that's the point. That's the whole point. Right. So let me and say that it again. doesn't mean that, work, yeah, that, that presentation wasn't a good thing. No, it's not good that, that, that ministry was not good. You have to be good. true to what God is leading you to do and okay. not be fearful about it. Let me give it. you an example here. This is a perfect example. I was coming to the office today. We have a little church very close to us, less than probably about 100 yards from us, and they gave away food every Wednesday, all right? There's a whole line, and some of the finest-looking cars in that food line. That blows yeah, me away. Yeah, I think they're partnered. They're a location spot, a mm -hmm. drop-off spot where this food bank in the area drops off so food. They help and, distribute and it. And they say, well, why don't y'all do that? Well, see, God didn't call me to do it. Now, I have blessed people and bought We've food We've done for it at seasons Wait, wait, let me, finish, let me finish what I'm saying here, because this is very important. See, their job is to do that. Now, if you look at their church, uh, it's... And this is not this is not arrogance, and this is not criticism. It's very small. You come look at ours. God told me to do this. See, so I am proud of what they do because the line is long. It goes past my ministry. Sometimes, a lot yeah. of and he did this morning. They even blocked the uh, the entrance into my ministry because people are trying to get some food. Okay, I, that's what God told them. That they're doing a good job, but God didn't tell them to build all this. But God told me to build all this. God didn't tell him that I uh, to go spend five hundred thousand dollars to preach in missions and church and churches who can't afford these things do these mm -hmm. things. But I did, and yet people want to criticize me. How come you don't have a food bank? Well, man, during hurricanes we gave away food, truckloads, and all that kind of stuff. But you see, do you time. see the relationship? What I'm trying to say here, in other words, God gives ministries. Not all the same thing to do, other than preach the gospel to the they world. They all have that same commission. You see. It's true. You, you, you see, God calls some people to be missionaries in foreign countries. God calls some people to be a, a pastor of a church here. So everybody has their thing, and you and uh, the gift that God calls it. And if they're doing it right, you will notice it in the physical. Well, if you come to Jesse the Plans Ministries here in New Orleans, you'll notice in the physical that we're doing it right. Right. If you come to that church that I'm talking about on that food break, you'll notice in the physical that they're doing they're it right. They're faithful and consistent. That's what I'm saying, that. see. But you shouldn't criticize somebody because somebody else is not doing what that person doing because maybe God didn't tell yeah. them to do that. Yeah, we're not criticizing them because they're not no. on worldwide TV. What are no. they doing? Don't, why don't they do that? We're not doing that. We no. understand that God gives people different assignments. That's my whole point. And they I believe, should and Kathy, follow I, that. I believe God has assigned people to be partners to this ministry, assigned people to pray for us because we are reaching people, changing lives. Yeah. So if you want to and you feel like, and you, and, and you know the difference between faith and fear, you rebuke that fear and you do what God tells you to do. But I'm going to say it again. And most people say, you're going to kill everything you just said. No, if God didn't say nothing, then don't. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just so simple to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And God will help you. Wanna, we just got a few minutes left, so read I, a couple of these. I do want to read this one testimony from Crystal. It says, hi, Jesse. I just wanted to say how grateful I am to Jesus Christ as he led me to your ministry. Your teachings and influence on my life has been outstanding. You taught me to talk to him like he's my best friend yeah. and develop a true fellowship. I was saved when I was 21 and I didn't have a ch have church or many in the faith that I could talk to, so I would watch your videos every day. I copied your teachings and customs the best way I knew how. As a result of this, the Lord told me the other day how he sees the times I spend with him and it pleases him. He truly is my best friend and love of my life. Hallelujah. I'm so grateful to know the truth and walk in it every day with joy. Thank you, Jesse, for your willingness to serve others. It's helped me so much. Now, That's just one soul. Let me just say that. 
If I'm that bad of a person like some people say I am, why would that happen? You know, I, I, was, on, I was on Daystar the other day, and, <clears throat> and uh, Rebecca, she said, you know, people criticize you, but just because of prosperity, they have no idea what you give. They have no idea what you do. And I said, no, they don't. They'd rather believe a, a fear-tormenting statement instead of believe and see a faith-giving statement. Right, right, right. And I've obtained a good report <clears throat> in my giving to the Lord. And it's just such a blessing of God. So th her name is Crystal. Uh -huh. Thank you for saying such a And I'm so glad. See, I, I, what she was talking about, I like to pray, but prayer is always asking God, Jesus, help me, Lord. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. I believe in that. I like conversation. Hello, Jesus. Hi, Jesse. I like sitting down in my study and just say, hey, Lord, how, what are you doing? You know, and we start talking and have a wonderful time. Now, something about Kathy. Kathy likes to, for me to talk to her. But you see, I, I, I'm kind of bad about this sometimes. I'll explain it. You'll say, how was the meeting? I said, it's good. <laughs> and, and that's it, you know. But what Kathy won't details, you know. So all of a sudden, I might be at a church and she's with me or we'd be, and I start talking about the meeting. She goes, you didn't tell me any of that. I could have. I don't know why I didn't. I just didn't. I, I used know. to attack. I mean, you would tell, come back and you wouldn't tell me anything. I would get so frustrated because <laughs> I wanted to be in all the meetings. Couldn't be in the meetings. I was home watching Jody. I had a little daycare business. He was going and he'd come back from the meeting. Of course, he's tired. Maybe I asked, uh, I asked too soon. Maybe you just was, we needed to rest first. But I would ask you and you say, oh, it was great. And say, that's it. And so I started joking with you. I said, and that was at the time, I think, when Diana had gotten married and she wore this beautiful dress. So I said, you know what? Diana, it, who's Diana? Princess Diana. Oh, Princess Diana. This was my Diana. little example. I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, I would say, Jesse, why, I want details. You know, if you would be a reporter and you'd cover that wedding, you'd probably just say the bride wore white. <laughs> I said, <laughs> I want details. I want to know how long yeah. the train was. I want to know what happened, how many people were there, how many yeah. people were born again. Uh, were there yeah. any manifestations of healing? How were, how were the now, people? It, we and so, but I want to know all those details. <laughs> and that was, that's why I wanted to hear those now, conversations. She, she's totally different from me in this. Like she'll preach on Wednesday night or something, and if I'm have not be traveling, because usually I'm in a church, uh, and to make a long story short, if I'll say, well, how was the service? Kathy won't say it was good. Kathy says, I want to tell you something. And, and, then, and then if I'm starting to walk away, she's walking behind me, and she's giving me detail and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and you know how many people get, and let me say, and you know, I prayed for this. I brought the Holy Ghost come down and kissed the earth, and I got caught between the smack. <laughs> Before you know it, it's just happening and all that kind of yeah. stuff. I hope today that we destroyed some of the fear in your life or all of the fear in your life. Yeah. Remember this. I'm going to read it again. So as we close right now, in, in uh, uh, 1 John chapter 4, verse 18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect Perfected. in love. Let me tell you something about God. He is perfect love. You've mm -hmm. got Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's now right. tell any fear of any kind, depart from me. Depart from me and build your barriers by going to church, believing the word, <clears throat> standing on the word, right. and watching us, we're part of right. that. And listen, let me say, watching us, right. we're part of that. Right. Come and and become habit, get be a habit forming person when it comes to God's church. And God, and when your church has services, you get there. You do those things. You honor that, and God will honor you. He said that if you honor me. I will honor you. Yeah, and believe the. That's what I want you to end with. Believe the love, because mm -hmm. Jesus told us. He says uh, that He loves us 
The Father loves us as much as He loves Jesus. That's right. And so believe the love that God has for you and because that is the only way to conquer any problem, any fear in life is to believe that God loves you. Amen. I hope we didn't go too long today, but you know, it's a pretty big, it's a pretty big subject. Felt led of the Lord to speak to you. And once again, partners, thank you for being so kind to help us reach people and change lives. We'll see you next time right here on our boardroom chats. We love you. God bless you. Bye-bye.